Learning scripture, knowing Christ. Welcome to the Hashtag One Fear podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hashtag One Fear podcast. And today, it's just me and Danielle here in the upper room. We don't have the trio. Hello. Hi. And uh, we, we got some response from last week's uh, episode, Live Such Good Lives. And part of the living such good lives as a Christian family and everything, one of the questions that we got uh, from from a friend of mine. He, he wants to continue this conversation, and uh, I'm excited for coffee because I like coffee. <laughs> um, but Not being with your friend. It, uh, yeah, yeah, that too. <clears throat> no, we, honestly, we've tried to, like, you know, during the summer, go to the park with the kids and stuff like that, and it just, things just didn't uh, align. Like, when I was free, he wasn't, and when he was free, I wasn't. So it was... Um, I need to hang out with my friends more. <laughs> so hopefully we'll we'll have more opportunities this summer. Uh, but anyway, uh, the question had to do with homeschooling. Since uh, he's aware that, I don't, I don't know if our listeners are aware, but uh, he's aware that we homeschool our kids and is curious as to uh, what that looks like and, and how we do that and as a family, how we function and in why. regards to that. Uh, why do we do it? And... Uh, I'm going to say Danielle's going to talk mostly about this because she's the one that does 99% of the homeschooling. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, when I get a call from the principal, though. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And Usually I'm like, like hey. Put me in a timeout. Yeah. And I'm like, just lock yourself in the in the office, <laughs> in your office. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm just a gym teacher, you know. You're not even that. <laughs> the uh, art stuff with them yeah and the things where i'm going i'm done your turn <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but anyway that that's what we're going to talk about and we're and just going to have it be it's, a discussion yeah just talk about it and it's unscripted yeah. and i mean we're gonna we talked about what like we didn't give the fine tuning of what we're going to talk about but basically what we're going to talk about is why we chose homeschooling when did we start doing that and how we do it yep. so and, and, and what just, it and really what it means to us and just too, as, then as well. some generic uh maybe some generic answers to that you hear all all the time like there's a lot of people that just ask oh, the yeah. same kind the, of questions the, and the uh the crass assumptions yeah. <laughs> that people give and, and i some of it is humorous though i mean if you if you search homeschool tim hawkins yeah. <laughs> there are plenty of jokes out there well and i just recently shared a meme on my stories um that was like the face that i make whenever somebody starts quizzing my kid my homeschooled kid it was like a an exasperated face and i yeah. said i just roll my eyes anymore and somebody was like do they really do that I said, i've had my son's friends stop and ask him start like quizzing him on math problems when they find out he's homeschooled I'm like, I'm going to start doing that to every other kid and no matter what kind of school they go to, huh, I'm going to see if I think you're educated enough where you're going. Yeah, Let me start it's quizzing kind of, you. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, I have a, a higher quality education than you since you're homeschooled, but really that doesn't matter till you're in college. <laughs> so, yeah. I, you know, maybe, maybe high school, but it, it's, it's one of those things where the, it's very obvious that there are some presuppositions and assumptions yeah. to what homeschooling yeah. is and is not. Um, so hopefully we'll yeah. communicate well what uh, the correct way of what homeschooling is and should be. 
Well, and like I said, I, I will start with the disclaimer of this is in no way us saying that how we do it and what we believe is the only way to do it. This is just our our conversation to let people know that have been curious or have misunderstandings. Um, we very much welcome respectful questions. My issue is the people that have said some outright stupid, I'm just going to say stupid things to me that were like, if you had asked me in a manner that opened discussion, I would love it. Like I'd love to talk about that versus almost either not responding or def- being defensive because you just yeah. called me stupid. Yeah. How will your kids be smarter than you? Oh, well, you don't have a teaching degree. Things like that. Like, uh, okay. And <laughs> I'll say, I'll throw this out there before we get further into it. Um, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I have a master's and my wife reads twice as fast as I can and retains a lot more than I can. She can memorize and remember things so, so much better than I, than I can. So yeah, don't ever, don't underestimate her. She is a, yeah, a fiery intelligent phoenix (laughs) well and honestly it doesn't take a college degree to homeschool yeah and um like we'll we'll both put this out there like so we both went to public school i also did five years of christian school i hated Um, it (laughs) i 100 percent appreciate teachers like homeschooling does not equal we don't appreciate teachers and i think sometimes teachers feel that way um, they feel not appreciated <clears throat> or whatever. And like, honestly, the teachers are not any of the issue that we take with, with schools. Like yeah. we see you work your butts off. We see how much you love our kids. Yeah. So it is not like a, and a it, bash against for, you. And for how many years I've worked in a school yeah, uh, and you setting still do. <laughs> and I still do, I, I can't tell you how many teachers would, would ask me like, well, how do you do that? Like, what would you do in this situation? And, and being in the, in the line that of work that I do, it's like, are, are you quizzing me? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they're, they're like yeah. genuinely like, yeah, that's a good idea, you know? Yeah. And, and I like, I'll be honest, I've stolen ideas from other yeah. teachers too. And, and like they, good teachers don't care. Yeah, well, that's, that's, supporting they, that's each their, other. yeah. And, and that's their, if you can teach in a manner that someone can learn how to teach themselves yeah that that means like hey it's open like use me as a resource and yeah. and most i think there's only one teacher i've ever had issues with when it came to uh their their way of teaching yeah well teachers whichever form they are whether you are a you have a degree in teaching you're a homeschool teacher you know, whatever whatever it is like the end Maybe not the end goal. This but is like, a really long disclaimer, by the listen, way. <laughs> maybe it's not a disclaimer anymore. We're uh, moving on. Oh, well, um, I never said, here we go. You don't need to say, here we go. Yeah, we do. I do it every you episode. You just said though. it. Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> 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 is that we want our children to be educated. So whether it is in a school setting, in a home setting, in a, in a Christian school, in a boarding school, like whatever it is, you know, um, I feel like we support each other in the goal of our children being well-loved and educated. Um, 
And so like, it's actually been really fun having you in the schools because then you do sometimes bring home ideas that we can do um, with the kids. And then there's other things where I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there was a uh, years and years ago, there was a second grade teacher Right, that that was second grade. It was when Rilla was born. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, second grade. Uh, she she taught me a lot, um, and then and that was a uh, different school district that than what I'm in now. And uh, the first grade teacher I was with in her classroom at that time too, uh, the year previously, she she showed me like the passion that you could put in a first grader to do certain things. And, uh, and then into second grade, like she, it was like, wow, you just really know how to read a child. Like I thought I knew kids, this, this teacher, she knew kids to a T and was able to communicate to them and they would communicate back more than just like the, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. My weekend was good. You know, it was like, she was like sucking out details out of them. <laughs> I didn't know that they were able to to do, you know? And uh, th those kinds of things just stuck with me. And then later on, uh, the school district that I'm in now, uh, one of the teachers there is related to one of the teachers in the other school district. And it was uh, just like these connections. And it's like, wow, so much makes sense where I, I, I see like their passion and their drive to and uh, great abilities to do those kinds of things. And like you said, like you love how I've been able to be in the school school system. And uh, I love it too, just to be able to see and witness those passions. Yeah. And then be able to learn from them. Yeah. Um, so I will say, like, I think one of the first myths maybe is that you do not need a teaching degree to teach. Um, you need a teaching degree like, so I started my college career as a teaching major. Um, I thought I wanted to be a teacher my entire life, pretty much. And within one semester, I was like, nope, not doing this. <laughs> um, and the thing is, is it's like a lot of what you're learning is how to teach a group of 20, you know, 20 plus kids. Like teaching in a school has all these other aspects to it than just the subjects. So... When I say, like, uh, that I'm not equipped for, um, no, nor do I necessarily think I'd be great at it. <laughs> but the teaching aspect of being able to impart wisdom and knowledge to somebody else does not take a degree. And so when somebody looked at me and literally said the words, well, how will your kids ever be smarter than you? I was like, I don't know if you're calling me stupid or what the, I don't know yeah. what the point of this statement is. Um uh, do you remember the movie uh, I Am Sam? Yeah. I think uh, because the the whole premise of that is, you know, he has this daughter that he's taking care of and he has he's mentally handicapped and has a mentality of like an eight year old or, or something like that. But he's a grown adult. And it got to the point where should he still have uh, custody of this of this child because she seems to have hit a wall and is not getting past the maturity and intelligence of an eight-year-old or, what, or whatever age it yeah. was. And uh, I think we, we get stuck in our minds that that's across the board. 
like I, I, I'm, I know that kind of thing is going to happen. But it can ha- it doesn't it, have it, to do with it being homeschooled. It can yeah. happen in a school. Oh, I I think in the movie she was in. Yeah, she wasn't. Yeah. I don't think she was homeschooled. Um, but I mean, what it comes down to is, where are you? Where are we going to apply what we can in a timely manner? There are things that children should should learn at a certain age that they shouldn't learn other things at that same age. And there's you know, so often and, that that's happening backwards. Yeah, exactly. I, like I, I feel it, for homeschooling, I, I personally want to do the homeschooling so those things don't happen. Yeah. Uh, so not, they don't feel held back or thrust forward. Because, yeah. for example, uh, we just got done. Uh, well, hold on. Before you go into okay, that, okay, Oregon go ahead. State. Um, there are certain things you have to do as homeschoolers, depending on your state. So for PA, we do have to test our kids in third, fifth, eighth, and 11th. And you buy the standardized test. And um, we do the online one where the, the kids go through it and you we get our results right away. We use um, a test that is like the most widely used across the nation. Um, and so Judah... I'm not huge on tests. Like I get the point of them, but that's not the only way that I will gauge whether or not my children know something well. But um, we, he's technically in fourth grade. Like if he was in the public schools, he'd be in fourth grade. So I, this year, according to his age. Yes. Like, okay. Well, when, when he was signed up, you know, whatever kindergarten wise, that's what grade he'd have to be in unless we tested him to be higher. Yeah. Um, so I decided, though, I purchased the test this year. I purchased the fifth grade level test and gave it to him over the past three days, I think it took us to yeah, do. Yeah. Um, his overall score was fifth grade, eighth month. Um, for his math scores, he scored 96 and 99% higher than all other kids in that realm. Um, and like, and they do explain to you how just because he got a grade equivalent doesn't mean, oh, he can do that. It just... yeah. Um, it was showing one of them being like a 10th grade level and another one being a 7th grade level. He got the highest yeah. for his... I, I chuckled when it was like 10th grade, whatever. For, yeah. uh, it, it was in math and yeah. co- comprehension or something like that. Yeah. 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 And I was like, <laughs> I just had a laugh because he, he he gets those kind of things, but it's yeah. like, dude, can you just put the dish in the, in yeah. the dishwasher, well, <laughs> in the sink? And then his... Um, vocabulary scores were fifth grade level and his um, language arts scores were right where he should be. It was like at, at the end of fourth grade level, which yeah. is about where he is. Um, so that was the, the disclaimer of like, it's required. It wasn't required this year, but I kind of wanted to see how things were going just so yeah. for my own, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to continue what I was yeah. saying, uh, in addition to that, uh, you know, when when there are pl- areas where a child exceeds in, and whether or not they struggle in other areas, I I, I feel like it's a I, I'm convinced that it's robbing them of not bringing them further in the areas that they excel at. Um, like for example, I I don't know why I always use music, but for how many probably because I play guitar. Um, so 
I play guitar. I've played it for a long, long time. Judah is uh, learning violin, and he's like, you are not touching my violin. And I was like, come on. I've played guitar for so long. And I pick it up, and it was like, here, take the violin back. <laughs> so it was... See, so like I excel in that one area. If I try to do all these other areas, how good would I have been at guitar if I've been focusing on too many things? Um, and I'm not saying like all these subjects are too many things. What I'm saying is that if there's potential to advance in one area, we probably should do that. So like why stay average? Why why stay uh, below the... the uh, the higher expectations and going into a biblical uh, viewpoint of that when Jesus teaches you know let the the last be first and the first be last and and all those things uh, the greatest among you will be servants he wasn't saying yeah you got to be mediocre he was saying you have to be great and this is how you do it yeah like he never he never set a standard to say hey stay on par with everybody else or that this is the standard, and if you don't hit it, you're not great. Yeah. He said, what you're able to do, do it greatly. And yeah. this is how you do it, by serving. Yeah. You know, whatever whatever gifts that you have, you you do it to the best of your ability. Yeah. And and don't get cocky while doing that. That's, <laughs> that's a different translation. <laughs> yeah. And so for us, well, for me, I think the weird thing was... Uh, I'm pretty sure most of my life, like I had wanted to be homeschooled. My mom really didn't know like how to or what to do. And that's, you know, that is what it is. Um, and I had just always wanted to do it. And so when Sophia was entering second grade and Judah was about to start kindergarten is when I said, I'm homeschooling. And um, it was, let me think, Rilla was a baby and I was doing we were you were doing your masters I was doing online school um there was a lot going on but it yeah. was like this is what and I th- this is over the course of a couple of years too kind of right yeah because because I, I wasn't working on school or anything neither of us were when they when Soph and Judah started right yeah we were were, we were we? finishing your masters really mm-hmm. oh yeah, because um, Rilla was, was born. Okay. Rilla was born when Soph was in first grade, at the end of her first grade year. Yeah. I remember because I've always said this. I said if Mr. Ford could have been Sophia's teacher for the rest of her life, she would have yeah. stayed in school. <laughs> yeah. um, he's one of my favorite humans. Yeah, he, um, he is a great person. He was praying for us um, when my mom came and picked Sophie up to come to see, to see the baby. He looked at her. He looked at my mom and said, "Did everything go okay?" And yeah. like just things like that. But then it was the next year that we started home. So it was the fall of 2017. So Rilla was like three months old. Yeah. Um, and you finished your master's that December, but I was still doing my, I was like a year into my degrees at the time. Yeah. Um, so also a side note, we've been doing homeschooling since before homeschooling was a thing with, uh, <laughs> 2020 well, events. <laughs> yeah. Like as in, yeah, we, we weren't, uh, yeah, we didn't become homeschoolers because of COVID. Like, we've been yeah, we, doing it for yeah. a while. Um, the nice thing is, to in our area, at least, we have a huge, huge homeschool community. Yeah, there's a lot. 
Um, and there, even when I was growing up, there was. I had a lot of homeschool friends. Um, and our district is absolutely amazing at working with homeschoolers. Like, and I've even talked to them when I drop our paperwork off. And she was like, we just, we just try to make it as easy as possible between the homeschool families and us. Because I said, really, what school district wants to fight? Like, to me, it's kind of stupid to fight it. You're yeah. like, unless you're really honestly worried about a family. But like, who has the time? Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think because altogether, our area has a good homeschool reputation, too. Um, so for us, like the first reason of homeschooling is that it is just something I always felt passionately about. Um, and even though it wasn't like the easiest decision to make it, like it would have been a lot easier to say, we're yeah. sending our kids to school. Yeah, it, And it's not easy. No, not it's at not all. the most difficult thing in the world either, No, but There's days. It, it, <laughs> um, but yeah, there, it takes effort. It's not one of those things where, okay, well I established this and let's see how it goes. Yeah. Like you still have to, you have to maintain yeah. it. You got to keep going at it. And that's, that's where, oh, thanks, oh, thank Siri. you, Siri. Um, <laughs> I think it's one of those, like I'm trying to pick my words. Um, it, it was a, such a strong calling that I don't feel like I would have been doing the right thing to send them to school, even though it would have been easier. Yeah. Does that, makes sense well we're both the babies of our families so we're stubborn we like taking the difficult ways <laughs> well but no because at that point it was like okay i have a new baby i'm working on my degree it would be so I much easier up, yeah. to send two of our kids to school all day long yeah. but there was just something in me saying yeah this you isn't know what right. now and now now that you say that i do remember like being in the middle of a paper or a discussion post or something and like oh I got to run up the hill to get Sophie from the bus. <laughs> it's like, stop all things. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Well, there was one day yeah. she walked in the back door and we went, I was like, your bus oh, was early. Man. <laughs> and then she was like, I'm such a big girl. Like, can I do it all the time? And no. we're like, no, <laughs> you're too um, cute. And <laughs> there have been some other things that were said along the lines, like because we homeschool, because I don't work full time, all of these things of like, it's not, it's not as big of a deal. Because it's not the money maker and because they're not going to school. And like my thoughts are all together as Christians, we should be doing what we feel convicted to do. Yeah. And so for me to set that aside to pursue what the world is telling me is the worthwhile thing would be completely wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, like unless it was God telling me you need to go out and get a full time job and send your kids to school. But the thing is, I felt so strongly the exact opposite that that's been a struggle for me because there are days that I sit and really struggle with my value. And I know where my value comes from, but like it can be really hard when you see, you know, the postings of, I got a, I got promoted. I got a raise. My kid is an honor student. My kid is involved in this. And like, you kind of almost get caught up in like the, we're missing out on all of that. Yeah. But like, I'm okay with that. Like anxiety wise and all that stuff. I'm going, Oh, thank God. But like, it's more that you see all of the attention and um, affirmation that people get for those things. Sometimes being a homeschool parent, even with friends, it can feel very lonely. Um, and it can feel very like, does anybody see my kid? Like just because they're not on a dean's list at a college or on an honor roll or bringing home report cards or competing in sports. I mean, like, yes, the kids play sports, but like, you know, they're not in school sports. Like, 
does anybody see them and realize that they also work hard and they also accomplish things? Yeah. And so that's not why we're homeschooling for the attention for that, but it can be disheartening when you see it all around you. Yeah. Uh, and, and that brings up the, the question, like since they're homeschooled, uh, talking about being involved in sports and stuff, what about their socialization? In case you, yeah. in, okay, you can't see me. My eye just twitched so hard. <laughs> Stupidest so, myth on the face of the yeah, planet. It's Sorry. like, we don't lock our children in cages. I said I'm going to educate my child at home, Karen, not yeah. lock them in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Karen. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those. And I love, I love being able to be involved in those extracurricular activities as well. Yeah. Um, Sophie has loved being a part of run club yeah. and stuff and being that I'm a runner. Yeah. Well, I, at least I pre- try. He pretends to I be pretend a runner. It, yeah. I put one foot in front of the other and I sweat. So yeah. I figure, <laughs> um, but taking her on runs to keep her in, yeah. keep her in uh, condition. She's been getting involved in soccer again. Yeah. Um, Judas played baseball since he was six. Um, and, and I'll tell you what, for uh, for Judah, when he goes out there, he they, gives it his all. He gives it his his all, and everyone notices that. Yeah, he's yeah, not. And it's like you think he's in a cage. No, this yeah. kid is. He's broken out, and he's he. Uh, well, it was last season. He got the stitches on his head, right? He didn't get stitches. Oh, he no, he, should, he probably should have, yeah. Split but, his uh, eyebrow open. Uh, took him to the ER, and it was just, it was, oh, man. And what, the game was like three days later or something. Yeah. And he was he was still there, and all the all the kids were like, yes, Judah's here. We didn't think he was going to be here, you know? Like, yeah. And <laughs> like he's got that determination. Well, and I think what's fun, I mean, and not that you can't do this not being a homeschool parent, but like it's been fun watching him grow. And the thing is, I've told people this. He's not your hardest hitter. He's not out there slamming it into the outfield. I mean, the, the kid is the size of a seven-year-old, and he's 10. Um, but he is your consistently good player. Yeah. He hits it almost every time he's up. He's a good fielder. Does he miss it sometimes? Yes, but even their best players do. And so for me, I look at him, and I think he's just determined. He loves showing up. He gives it his all. And I think that we sometimes focus too much on who are our best. As yeah. in like, okay, our to them, their best is the one who can pound it into the outfield. They might only do it once a game, but yeah. that's their best player versus the kid who consistently gets an RBI or get. So like the point of that, it's not even just baseball, but it's all together like. In he, every area Yeah, of life. he's giving his all and his all might not in, look the same yeah. as somebody else's. In the area he knows he's yes. good at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing with Sophie. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's so many things that child loves. She's our artistic all over she, the place. Yeah. Like. <laughs> In that area, she is so much like me. She'll start a project and oh, I want to do this project too. <laughs> yeah. So there was um, the, so the myth being, well, for one thing, socialization, why are you sending your kid to school to be socialized? I thought you were sending them there for education. That's my first thought. Yeah. My second thought is, <laughs> you, uh, there are so many schooled kids, including myself, who were not very socialized in school. Like, I had three good friends, and I was okay with that. I didn't want to be noticed. I didn't want all – like, I was the kid who, when we went places, I would carry out full conversations with the adults versus the whole group of kids my age. And 
like I lost friends one time because they can constantly at the lunch table were talking about their clothes and their makeup. And I eventually said, can we talk about something else? They never talked to me again. And I was like, this is just petty and shallow. Yeah. And yeah, it was like, yeah. okay. So I suggested let's talk about something else. And I lost friends. Yeah. Uh, well, the same thing with me. It was kind of like, Hey, can, can you guys like stop doing drugs so we can <laughs> actually do something, <laughs> do something that's more like, not brain cell not, going. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and so basically, the the thing with socialization is that it is a myth if you think that proper socialization comes from only having your kid be involved in things that involve children their age. Yeah. Because nowhere in life is that yeah. realistic. Well, just today, Sophie was like, hey, when you do your Bible studies, is that just for adults? And I said define adult and she said well like you and mommy and raylin i was like well then you can be a part of it <laughs> um, and so like that's fine like if you send your kid to school that's fine but please start understanding that socialization is so much more than my kids in school with other kids their age because yeah. our kids so like we go to the trampoline park in the middle of the day it's fun having a whole bunch of homeschoolers that are different ages and then you see public schoolers walk in and it's like why are you here this is not your time. Like the same as like the library. When do they go like, back to school? Yeah. <laughs> or like going to the grocery store in the middle yeah. of the day. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. But like it's it's one of those. I've got a lot of homeschool friends, and the thing is, all of our kids of all different ages have learned how to play together, work together. Um, you know, taking your kid to the store, taking your kid to the library, taking your kid to the park. All these different things are forms of socialization. And those those are more proper, really, because they actually have that chance to interact, um, see how things work in the real world. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I don't want to say control because I don't, I don't mean it in a negative way, but, like, I like seeing and knowing who my kids are interacting with at this age because as the parent, it is my responsibility what I allow them to be exposed to. Mm-hmm. Whether or not we want to admit that, if I send my kid off somewhere to say, hey, well, I, I want them to get to be a kid and have friends and I don't do my job of knowing if, if that's a safe environment or, what, or whatever yeah. it is, that can open the door to a lot of stuff that then. You know, <laughs> it, well, let's just put it this way. Um, I w- you OK there? Yeah, good. <laughs> um, I've been uh, involved with uh, with families where. It just took one mistake, a, a, an innocent, tiny little joke where a printed out piece of paper of an image was just flashed in front of another kid's face and it was pornographic. How do you unsee that? Yeah. You know, and, and, and honestly, it, it wasn't even in a school setting. It wasn't. I mean... <laughs> I, like what would happen if it was, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But that kind of thing, you can't unsee that kind of thing. And that now, like, do we talk, do we talk to our kids about that kind of stuff? Like to a yeah. certain extent, you know, more like when, uh, different things yeah. about concerning sexuality and, more and, and more, uh, yeah. you know, what, what it means to be a boy and what it means to be a girl. Well, and they're also capable of understanding a lot more, but in an appropriate way. So like when, when we say like, we don't want our kids exposed to certain things, we're not, um, 
boxing them in or sheltering them in an inappropriate way. It's more like as in, they can't ever know about these horrible things that happen. No, we have very open conversations with them about the appropriate way of handling things versus them hearing a kid crassly talking about it in the hallway. Yeah, you cannot avoid those things. And and I think homeschooling and just life together grants you the opportunities to discuss those kinds of things. And I think as, uh, as Christians in this world, we need to have those discussions, yeah. uh, obviously at appropriate times, yeah. you know, and in an appropriate way. So, you know, take those opportunities to do yeah. that. And, um, and not that like, there are a lot of kids who will come home and talk to their parents about what they've heard, yeah. but there's also a lot that, that don't. And like, I think we've talked and, I've, I've even heard other moms and stuff joking about how, like, I asked my kid how their school day was and I can never get answers. And it's like, that's <laughs> the more normal answer that I hear out of, out of people saying yeah. my kid will never tell me how school and, went. And I get it. Like they yeah. just spent yeah the majority of their day there. Like, yeah, they don't want to relive it. <laughs> and so in some ways yeah. that leads us to, um, like, we've definitely thought about this and then we've had it questioned to us and, and I've heard other people say it like, well, as a Christian, I send my kid to school because we're supposed to be salt and light to the world, or they're yeah, going in there as, the yeah, they're yeah. going in there as a missionary. Well, and usually I stop and go, but are they? Like yeah. that might be your intent. Is that what your kid is doing? Like how how uh, how much of scripture and how ingrained are they in uh, in walking the Christian life to know? Yeah that they're doing that well and so that's that's when we because we kind of just had this discussion because the question was brought up to uh, we didn't battle through it was more like we were just sort of laying it out why and the thing is yeah how, that article you sent me was pretty good well how do you equip how do you equip your child so like your seven-year-old who is still in the midst of learning and and understanding things like not that it can't happen. Like I've known plenty of people, and I would say even including me, who was able to go through school and realize the stupid things that were happening and the things you didn't want to be part of. Yeah. But there's a much larger majority, and this is not me like trying to be a downer on things, but I, I think it was like a 75% of kids who are homeschooled or who are public schooled who are Christians either walk away from their faith at some point or are very influenced by society versus their faith um and that's not that's not me making up stuff that's not me that's just that's just a fact and and the argument comes up then like you know uh separation of church and state and being able to teach the bible in public schools and how that's regulated and stuff like that and uh i i've uh i've talked to a couple people concerning that and uh the answer that i gave them it was clear that they were surprised by it. Yeah. And I don't know if like they were ready to, to uh, argue any points and stuff like that. But here's the thing. Uh, it is the church's job to teach scripture. Yeah, it is. And, uh, and, and if and we are a part of, yeah. And if we are a part of the, uh, a part of the church, then yes, it's, it's part of the parent's job as well to instill that in, in a child. But when it comes to uh, like bringing the Bible into public school and stuff like that, like I just don't agree. 
I don't think it should be in public schools. That is not their job. Unless you are That's teaching it, unless you're teaching Christianity al- alongside, yeah. like yeah, like private schools, Christian yeah. uh, Christian well, schools, and stuff like that. I don't but, mind it being taught in the fact that okay, you have to learn about Muslims. You have to learn about it. Should be taught re- in religions. that kind of thing. Yeah, yes, in that context. Um, but because it still is yeah. literature. Yeah. yeah, but like so for us, a lot of it is that we even looked in in biblical times. Um, I mean, the boys eventually go off to the synagogue, synagogue, temp, whatever, temple, temple center, yeah. for learning at a certain age. But up until then, they were schooled at home. And so, and the girls always were. And I know things were different, different then, but it's still schools as they are now, like as in an institutional type of setting, have only been around for a hundred years. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, that's not a long time. And when and not when I all. hear people talking about, well, like, why don't they go to school like, like normal schooling or the right kind of schooling? You know, my mom, man, my like my mom and dad went to a big school, but when they were children, there were still functioning one room schoolhouses. So yeah. I mean, and to me, that was even better socialization because you had kindergarten through like eighth graders in school together, helping each other, learning harder things. You had 16-year-old girls going off to college and teaching them at 18 years old. Um, And the thing is, is like my dad had taken an eighth grade test from a one-room schoolhouse at one time. He said it was harder than any college exam. My dad has three degrees, and and that's not me flashing education, but it's that he's gotten to that level in an eighth eighth grade test was like, whoa. Um, I like when... when, when the word arithmetic comes up and kids are like, what, what? the heck is that? <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I don't even know. Um, so basically it's just that for us, I want to be able to prepare my kids at home for the things that they'll see and encounter. So I'm not keeping them away from those things necessarily as in like, I'm, an, I'm educating them on them and proper ways of responding or not responding versus them coming home with this thing that has happened or that they've encountered that we then are, I mean, no matter what, that's going to happen sometimes. But like, I don't want the majority of some of these big, big things to happen. And who who knows how it's actually going down. And honestly, we, we can educate, train, uh, instill biblical knowledge and, and all this other stuff. And there's still always going to be something that is above and beyond them. And uh, that's why we need to entrust them to the Lord. Yeah. You know, whether or not they're in, we're, like we said in the beginning, we're not like against public school, whether or not they're in the public school or you're homeschooling, that is the most important thing that we have dedicated our child our, our children to the lord yeah. and i'm not saying like you went you did like the sunday morning church thing where there's yeah. a dedication and stuff like that i'm i mean you know what these things are actually above and beyond our capabilities i can't do anything yeah so god please yeah. you know th- this is this is all you um and, and that shouldn't be a cop-out either yeah. I'm well, and, and I think in some ways it can boil down to obedience. This is what we truly believe as a family we are to do. And even on the days that it is hard. Yeah. Like, and somebody once told me that, and I just kind of have to laugh. 
um, that homeschoolers don't have the right to complain about having bad days or hard times because they chose it. And can't I say the same thing? Well, you public schoolers, you don't have a say in complaining about things because you chose to send your kids to school. I would never say something like that. Yeah, I like, I hate those kind of arguments that could be used in reverse. Like, yeah, don't think about what you said, and if some if they said it back to you, like, would it yeah. would it apply to you? Because it, it's it's true. Yeah. Like. Good days and bad days have nothing to do whether or not you're in public or, or homeschool. Yeah. I mean, you would literally have to apply that to every area of life. Yeah. And um, I'm, I would like to say, like, let's end the comparison game altogether, like over anything. Because so much is comparing kids' grades, comparing kids' scores, comparing whether a mom or a dad is busier than another mom and dad. My family's busier because we do X, Y, and Z. Your family isn't as busy. You don't have a right to be as tired. You don't have, like, every single person is different and has different capacities and has different callings. So, like, me and you, we're very different. And the fact that I will get... um. We both have like overstimulation things, but like I'll get more emotional or I will get more peopled out in a different way than you. Does that make sense? So like we could be in the same situation, yeah. but it might exhaust me in a different way than it exhausts yeah. you. I might just get snarky. Yeah. But like <laughs> but right there, you can't automatically say, well, I do more than you, so I must be more tired or, you know, fill in the blank. And it just becomes this like one upping each other whether it's a good one up or a bad one up and why can't we just look at i, I support you i support your child going to school i support yeah. you i support your child being homeschooled and, and you know every example that we find in the new testament of what the body is supposed to be yeah you know one part will function in one way while the other parts will function yeah. in a different way but as a as a body you need all yeah. the parts yeah and uh, we have to remember that and especially remember that who the head is of this body. Yeah. And uh, it's it's not the arm. It's not yeah. the leg. It's it's Christ. Well, I'm like another. Well, on top of when we were talking about like sending the kids to be missionaries to school or whatever. The other thing that I had told you was that. That you have a you have a chance in every area of life to be that. You're like if your choice of sending your kid to school because you want them to be a missionary to their school, well, there's only to an extent that they can even do that. Um, but it's like you're missing the point that it's about being that in the world. Like going to the grocery store, are you going to react the same way that the angry customer in front of you reacted? Or are you going to react in a grace-filled, Christ-like manner? Like going to the park, is your kid showing Christ to the kids that they're playing with through their actions and their words? Like we cannot box it into, well, if I don't send my kid to public school, then they can't be, then they're not being a missionary and they're not being salt and light and I'm being selfish by keeping them home vice versa. For me, I look and I also know my kids' personalities. So I, I've known families that have sent some of their kids to school and homeschooled other ones because they chose to do what was best for each individual child versus the ease of send them all or keep them all. Yeah. And, um, I mean, ultimately my goal, my plan is to homeschool all of them unless at some point I feel truly feel God telling me otherwise, but I'm never going to just send them to school because it got hard. Um, 
but so there there was that whole whole realm of don't box in what being salt and light looks like um and then some of like the other things when it comes to what homeschoolers can be told is like well how will your kids learn how to to learn from other people let me tell you my kids know how to learn from other people 10 times easier than they know how to learn from me kids are sponges like that's not that's not just a saying no they really are like they they pick up on things real quick real real easy well and that can also go back to our greatest minds in history were self-taught yeah like it takes reading great books being hands-on like school like i said school has not been how it is so people had ways of learning that it was them or whatever but like my kids have coaches my kids have sunday school teachers my kids have my my friends like there are so many other places that they can learn and so that's not really a valid yeah actually in some ways it's a challenge because they don't listen as well to me (laughs) our kids know how to cook our older two yeah because, uh, well, I mean, they're older than Rilla's only. I just don't let them all that often. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like at at that age, how many kids know yeah. how to work the stove? And... Which is nice. A lot of my friends' kids do because they know the value in it. But it's yeah. not something that's taught across the board yeah. to, I mean, they've been doing it for a couple of years now. They're now 12 and 10. I mean, Sophie started cooking like eight and nine. A lot of it being, a lot of us not letting them is mainly because of either a mess. We've also got two little ones whose hands yeah, that, touch things. That, that's an, that's something that we, we got to work on is cleaning up after you cook. Yeah. But but that's even that's got to start with us. Yeah. <laughs> but like honestly, a lot of stuff that we want to do and instill in our house, like it sounds like an excuse, but it's truly not. Like I look and I Gemma has to be at a different age in in place. Um, homeschooling has its challenges with a very very loud, um, domineering, almost two-year-old. Um, so I've kind of had to learn though, too, to let certain things go, like what I want something to look like. I'm still working on it, but like, if you come to my house, guess what? There's toys everywhere. There's chaos. They're screaming. My kids are learning in the midst of all of it. Um, so that's it. Like put the stereotypes down of what learning looks like. Cause I've had people ask, well, how do you work? Because I do have cleaning jobs that I do in the middle of the day. Um, how do you work while homeschooling? Well, homeschooling works around us. I can make it happen whenever and wherever I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I've had some people go, oh, well, well, that's cool. Yeah. That's when it's like, ask and, questions. And when's, the, and when's the last time field trips have happened? Yeah. Like, like yeah. significant ones, not like, hey, let's go down the road to the yeah. li- the public library, you know, yeah. which which is still fun uh, because it's different, you yeah. know. Uh, but as far as homeschooling, like those kinds of things, last year or the year before, the year we took before, a trip to, to Gettysburg. Gettysburg. It was in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what's fun, though. You can, I mean, obviously anybody can make any moment a learning opportunity. But what's great is that if like Dom has off work, we can up and go do whatever as a family. Yeah. And I think that's another pivotal thing for, for any area, yeah. public uh, pu- uh, homeschooling or not, or just any area, that you need to look for those teaching moments. Uh, uh, Pastor Gene really instilled that in us Yeah, uh, when he was like, you know, just look for those teaching moments. And yeah. I, I brought that into my, into my job. I brought it home. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's and it really good to live by 
and it doesn't have to be like as an educational teaching moment. Like I'm not the kind of person that's like every chance your kid gets, make sure they're doing workbook papers and only learning in an educational manner. Like education so much more than, yeah. than that. Um, it can be as simple as like you're driving down the road, you see something. Oh, hey, let's have a discussion about that thing. Um, so I know, I mean, this is longer than we were expecting, but like <laughs> there's just so much to it. And like I said, I would love to dialogue um, and actually talk to people about what homeschooling can look like. I mean, everybody's like, I think every single one of my homeschool friends homeschools in a different way. Um, and I have friends who are teachers that are homeschooling their children right now. Um, and somebody who I look up to in the homeschool world is a master level educated in, in education um stopped teaching to homeschool six children and something she thought she would never do but then um the the any of the times that I went oh my gosh am I gonna ruin my children she has always been the one who says no there's no place no school anything that can fully teach your kids everything you are not ruining your children yeah and I was like oh Thank you. Um, <laughs> mainly because you start hearing those voices of like, well, do they know this? Yeah, do they know that? And, you know, all these things. And it's like, no. And, and honestly, like, if your children are progressing, you're doing well. Yeah. So anything else? You look like you right. have something. Well, I, I was going to use this for closing. Go ahead. All right. Well, the great Shema in Deuteronomy 6.4. Uh, Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Now, verse 7, this is the one I want to focus on. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. So everything that you do, if there's a teaching opportunity impress it onto your children. And when should you do that? When you're laying down and when you're getting up, like that's beginning of the day to the end of the day. Um, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And uh, so with that, uh, teach in any capacity that you can. And uh, don't be afraid to ask questions too when it comes to that kind of thing and uh as as i always say at the end of every episode you are more than welcome to email us contact at onefear.net we don't have all the answers but we uh we can help hopefully in uh in the areas that we hit on here in these episodes but uh yeah search for us on social media give us those likes uh give us the ratings and reviews and stuff like that and be very much appreciated so per the usual live such such good good lives. lives